I'm baritone Zachary Nelson, and you're listening to the CVH Podcast, the realest, most unadulterated classical podcast. Namaste. This is international opera star Brandon Jovanovich. This is Isabel Leonard. This is Matthew Polanzani. This is Christine Gerke. This is Tara Arak. Hi, this is Lucas Meacham. This is Soprano Angel Blue. This is Susan Graham. This is Daniela Mack. This is Solomon Howard. Famous mezzo-soprano Jamie Barton. This is Matthew Rose. This is Dave Crawford. Sasha Cook. This is Joseph Kalea. This is F. Paul Driscoll, Editor-in-Chief of Opera News. This is Renee Barbero. This is Alex Schrader. This is Morris Robinson. This is Kate Lindsay. Brenda Ray. This is Charlie Castronovo. This is Joyce Alcouri. This is Scott Connor. This is Scott Scott. This is Brian Griffin. Aloha. This is international baritone Quinn Kelsey. This is Colter Van Horn, and you're listening to My Papa on the CVH Podcast. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Um, today is Monday, September 27th. And I'm reaching you from Broadlands, Virginia. And today is the 100th CVH podcast. We made it. We did it. We made it. I'm not on my usual equipment today, so uh, I apologize if the sound is a little funny. I'm just on a quick trip home. I'm in Broadlands now, and um, uh, I didn't bring all my stuff. So I'm on kind of a pared-down version of my equipment. Uh, still, still my good mic, still my good mic, but, um, yeah, just, um, feeling, feeling good about making it to a hundred. I'm realizing now that there's 50 hours of me just talking out there. Um, (laughs) and sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night horrified at that fact. (laughs) Uh, this has been a great joy for me. Um, uh, occasionally a labor of love, not, you know, sometimes you gotta just force yourself to get, get it done and get it in. Uh, but but ninety eight percent of the time, I have really, really thoroughly enjoyed this um, this this therapist here, this this uh, place to go and and just um, just get it out. You know, it's important. You know, I, I I I do that at the gym and I do it here. I just sort of get rid of whatever's keeping me up at night, and 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 plenty of things are keeping me up at night. <laughs> Usually dumb stuff, but sometimes big stuff too, uh, and it's easy to. Um, you know, just uh, let something play in my head over and over and over again. And uh, this has been a really healthy thing for me. Very healthy, in fact. And and um, uh, I wanted to get to 100, and I got to 100. Um, you know, episodes are really interesting. The, the ebb and the flow of the people who are listening. I definitely have a core group that never miss. Um, and then there's, there's a good 20% of you that seem to come and go and come back. Um, uh, the metrics are very interesting and I don't, I'm, I don't obsess over the metrics any more than I obsess over any kind of numbers, but I, but I, I am interested in the numbers and, and I don't, I don't, uh, curate based on the numbers whatsoever. Uh, but it is interesting to watch what's more popular, uh, than others. And obviously when I'm sitting and talking with a friend, that is by far the most popular episodes by far, <laughs> but that's only been like, uh, 10 or 12, uh, and so most of the time you're just stuck with me, but you seem to appreciate that too. <laughs> and I appreciate it. You know, I do. Um, we are now at, um, 11 months into this 
Uh, yeah, I think early on in the beginning I was doing sometimes even three episodes a week. So I'm a little ahead of the, of the two a week schedule just from the beginning. Uh, but I, I settled into my Monday, Thursday pretty well. And, uh, that has, that has, um, been easy to maintain for the most part, easy to maintain. Like today, you know, I'm on uh, pared down equipment. Um, uh, I don't love it. I don't love the sound already in my ears, but I'm going to deal with it. We're dealing with it. Um, just on a huge break from the from the Macbeth performances, the, between one and two and two and three, we had six days off. I don't think I've ever had such a uh, a big schedule like this before. After I get back, then we're going to crank them out. But um, there was time to travel, and so I did it. I uh, went to New York for the first one, and and came home for the second one here. And this is my this is my uh, second trip home in this gig, which has been great. Living near the airports, working out. Oh, I got seriously goofed up the other day. Uh, went to the airport. Supposed to get on a nine o'clock flight. I was there about eight o'clock, but I just carry on. It's not, you know, you can get there whatever time, you, you know, you can make it through security in whatever amount of time. And, uh, I was bringing coffee home. Now I go to Zabar's. My wife likes good coffee. She likes Zabar's coffee in New York. And so I bring some home. I had four pounds of, of Zabar's coffee, which I had ground up. That might've been my mistake. I don't know. But anyway, it was in my carry on immediately gets pulled by TSA. Now this has happened before. You know, it gets pulled and they swab it and then you go on your way. Well, this time, <laughs> this time the swab sent off an alarm and um, uh, <laughs> things got a little serious from there. Now, they're still being friendly, but I was informed that I had set, you know, that these, these coffees had set off an alarm and I go, I go, uh, I go, is it, does it get pulled because it looks like drugs in the bag? And the guy goes, no, 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 we don't search for drugs, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, he says, no, we don't, we don't search for drugs. We search for explosives, which was more than I thought TSA would offer me. But <laughs> that was what the guy, uh, that's what the guy said. He says, we, we don't look for drugs. We look for explosives. And sure enough, I set off some alarms. And, and so immediately a TSA supervisor came over and then <laughs> there they ran the same test. Again, the alarm sounds or it's a silent alarm, but they told me that, that the alarm went off saying that this was an explosive. <laughs> It's wonderful, beautiful smelling coffee, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm raising eyebrows. And so, uh, they have to call over these explosive guys, I guess, I guess that's what you call them. Um, they were wearing black suits and they had, um, like, like, you know, DEA jackets on, although it said, you know, explosives on it. And these two guys, no older than 30, but they looked like they were like buff dudes. They looked like, they look like cops really. Uh, and they come over and then now they have to run the test to make sure. And, uh, it's not that I'm getting nervous, but now I've been standing there about 10 minutes and my, <laughs> my bag is wide open for everybody. And they're super interested in this coffee and they've swabbed it. You know, each bag has been swabbed on each side of it and they keep sticking this thing in there and <laughs> it keeps coming up explosive. <laughs> and I'm like, it's good coffee. I don't know if it's explosive. It's certainly not going to take down a plane. Uh, so I continue to stay good humored about it and I had plenty of time, but still you're, you're starting to get nervous. Like what is happening right now? <laughs> Am I going to get on this plane? And so finally I make it through and uh, get to the gate. No sooner do I get to the gate, but they go, all right, you know, we were going to go at nine. Now we're going to go at 1030, you know, arrival at midnight. Uh, and then they move that back and said, all right, we're leaving at 1230, arrive at 3am. And now I start, <laughs> I start heading for the exit. There's just no point. You know, if they back it up to 1230, 
if they get backed up another five minutes, they're going to have to give that crew an overnight. Uh, and so I could immediately smell that happening. So I started getting myself a, a, an alternative flight for the next morning and just left. And sure enough, uh, they canceled that flight until 6 a.m. the next morning. So I got my ass out of there. And suddenly I'm sitting back in my apartment in Chicago like, when the hell did this, like, how did it end up like this and I'm back here? You know, I'd been ready to go since before the show started. I had my bag packed and all that. I was going right from the show to the airport. So that's how that went. Uh, and, and got here no problem. And there's plenty of days still to, to have a lot of fun here. So it wasn't too much loss. Just a, just a morning, really. An evening and a morning. Uh, but I'm here now and I'm, and I'm uh, getting my 100th episode in, which is uh, uh, feels, feels good. Feels good to be this far. I, don't, I, you know, I count everything, so it's no surprise that I've counted to 100 here. But um, I, don't, I, don't, um, I have no intention of slowing down or stopping at all. Uh, this has been great for me. And, and, um, I've, when I go back and listen to them and sometimes I cringe, the early ones, I cringe the, the first couple, the first two episodes I took down completely just because of the cringe factor. I couldn't handle that they existed. So <laughs> when you start this, um, this podcast from the beginning, it's starting from the third episode. That's, uh, that's some insider information for you, but, uh, definitely the, the episodes that do the best are when I'm sitting with my friends uh, just across the, across the table here and, and, and catching up. And that's that's really what it is. It's not an interview show. It's not this is your life. Although we can, we can talk about anything. We can certainly talk about somebody's career the whole time. But it's not my intention. My intention is to just sit and uh, catch up with friends. And, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking at the, at the stats here, um, uh, Quinn Kelsey, that is the number one episode. Nobody has downloaded that more. Uh, followed very, very close be, closely by uh, Sandra Radvanovsky. That was the next one. And, and, we, and after that, it sort of uh, levels out a little bit. With anybody, anytime I'm sitting across from somebody, the episode does great. Uh, we've had Eileen Perez in here. I've had uh, uh, Joe Kaleha. We did his in Malta. Eileen, we did in, in uh, Paris. Uh, Andy Staples, Michael Fabiano, we did those in Paris. Uh, just recently, the Jamie Barton episode was fantastic. Uh, that's been doing really good and, and so funny. Just so funny. Like, wheeze laughing the whole time. Uh, that was in Chicago. And Charlie Castronova was in there. And uh, Stephen Costello we did. And I had my buddies uh, Zach Nelson and Corey Bix long, you know, way back in the early, early stages of this. Um, yeah, these episodes with my friends by far are the most uh, listened to. Um, um, they're a lot of fun for me. It's, it's, um, those feel different. It's not quite therapy the way I, I consider these, these episodes, but, um, um, I mean, certainly spending time with my friends and then just recording it really, that's all it is, is just opening up the microphones and, and allowing, um, allowing a little insight into, into two people catching up after a long absence, which is, which has been great. Uh, uh, I'm going to try and do more of that, drag more people in, and maybe people that I don't know as well. And maybe that's a good uh, a good way to to um, introduce them. Uh, you know, not just to me, but to the audience here. And the audience, you, I mean you, <laughs> you lovely people that continue to sit here and listen to my horseshit. But uh, I'll be back in Chicago on on Wednesday. Um, I feel like I, uh, this always happens. Every time I'm on a gig, 
there's you know there's always people to see and plans that are made, but it always seems to get backloaded. It always seems to get backloaded. You know, I never hang out with anybody in the first week. I always, I always like push it off. If we're gonna make a plan, if we're gonna have a date, if we're gonna go out to dinner or something, it always ends up being in the last two weeks. And so, subsequently, I think I'm going out to dinner about six nights in a row. Um, it's not my favorite. <laughs> my my uh, weak lactose intolerant stomach <laughs> can't really handle more than two nights in a row before it's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Just stay home. Eat boring. You feel better when you eat boring. It's really true. I, I mean, who doesn't love to eat, right? Like, one of the greatest pleasures of life. And, and uh, Chicago's got amazing places. I'm going to be going to Chicago's, probably Chicago's greatest restaurant called Oriole in the West Loop. I've got a, I got a, uh, a dinner date there. I mean, it's just an incredible meal. But the next day, my stomach's like, what, why would you do this to us? I thought we were friends. <laughs> my stomach has failed me so many times. We are not friends. My stomach is a dick. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's been a plague my whole life. That's a that's a lifelong jail sentence. Uh, it really didn't start to take place until I was like thirteen, fourteen. I, I had I was like growing big time. By the time I was fourteen, I was six foot two. And, and, uh, you know, when you're like growing your, your body is just, it's consuming anything it can. Like food was never, it, there was never a bad time to eat at that time. My poor mother was trying desperately to feed me and my gigantic brother. And it was all she could do to just keep food in the house at all times. We would empty boxes of cereal in one sitting. Uh, she would cook endless amounts of pasta just to have it in the fridge because we would have <laughs> pre-dinner, dinner, and then like second dinner. <laughs> And then if we went out, we'd come back at midnight and it was another plate of food. It was really something. Um, uh, I don't know that, she, I mean, you know, my father's a big guy, so she knew how to cook for for a large man, but I don't think she was ready for three in the house at the same time, like just just cooking for an army. There were always these huge pots on the, on the stove and she was just churning out mass quantities of food. <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't until after that, really, that my my stomach started talking to me. Uh, when I stopped growing, um, I I saw all of a sudden it was just this correlation between dairy and and uh, a rough go of it, uh, just just wildly uncomfortable, and all the all the things associated with the uh, with uh, lactose intolerant, and and it was and it was bad, uh, real bad to the point where. I just, it was, it was so easy for me to give it all up because you felt sick. You were sick. It would ruin your night. You'd go home early. Uh, I had to be real careful. You know, at that age, it's all pizza and ice cream and bullshit and cheeseburgers and stuff like that. And so I had to, I had to suddenly just adjust what I was doing. And of course, my amazing friends just took this as an amazing opportunity to, (laughs) to endlessly break my balls. (coughs) Go out of their way to offer me dairy. <laughs> uh, you know, it still gets by, and it's, and and it really, you know, it 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 um it happens when I go out to eat. You know, you can tell people all day long that you're you can't have this, or you can't have that, but it it gets by. It can't help but to get by. It's just the way it's the way restaurants work. They try, they really do try, but um, it still happens. Uh, it happens many times a year, especially when I'm going out. And so I'm looking forward to. A- <laughs> The next two weeks in Chicago of just, did I just poison myself? 
<laughs> Do I need to cancel tomorrow's plans? Uh, two shows in the bag. The Macbeth has been so much fun. Uh, the audience has been really into it. It's you know it's a dark show. It's Macbeth. It's not you don't leave the theater feeling good. <laughs> uh, but but um, I think the performances are going great. And uh, I've been introduced to this tenor named uh, Josh Guerrero. He's singing the Macduff, and he's been fantastic and having a big big success. And uh, uh, I don't I don't like to predict anything because singers come and go so quickly. But uh, I th- I think we're going to hear a lot from Josh Guerrero. Uh, if if this performance is any indication of it, he's a he's a uh, big talent and uh, and a real sweet guy, staying humble so far. And that's what I say to him. I say to all young singers, and uh, and they make they make me feel old by coming to me very humbly and respectfully. And I and I like that, but I also <laughs> feel like an old man. But um, I I say usually say, you know, you got it, you got it. This is it. If you want it, you can stay. I'm pretty sure they're going to let you stay in the room. Uh, but I want to always. Uh, couple that with telling them to stay humble. Uh, that's the hard part. It's very easy when you're in demand and start making money and, and people, you know, you've got options when people start throwing you three things for the same time period. It's easy. It's easy to start getting a little into your own head. And if that happens young, it, it can be trouble for the singers. And so I, I really make it a point to say, do your best to stay humble, be a good colleague, continue to be a good colleague because Everybody's great at this level. And what it comes down to is, is do people want to be around you? Uh, if you're difficult with the directors and you get that reputation, or you're difficult with the maestros and you get that reputation, or, uh, you know, you have to remember this is a, this is a team. We're, doing a, we're making a show here. Um, I, think that, I think the day of superstar is, is um, it's passing us. We do have our superstars, and we've got one in our show. Uh, Sandra is a superstar, but, but Sandra is also an artist who knows well enough that the other people in the show have to be doing well, too. Uh, uh, she knows that if the show is that much better, then her performance is that much better, and she doesn't have to carry as much. She doesn't have to lift as much. Uh, and, and so I say that, and, I, and when you see a young tenor, and they're, you, know, you can tell they're about to hand them the world, as is the case with with Josh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's it's easy for them to start to believe their own hype, uh, and and this is a this is a cautious moment. This is a moment to be cautious and to just remember that we are lucky to sing songs for a living, and and um, and and that's not lost on me either. I'm I'm acutely aware that this is a privilege, especially after taking so much time off, and I don't think we're going to do that again. Uh, the theater has been packed twice. They check everybody's vaccination. Everybody wears a mask. I haven't heard of any issues. I'm sure if there was some monster breakout, we would have heard about it, and they would have shut us all down. But this is just the way of it now. We're just going to have to live in this world of of um, COVID and yearly shots, probably yearly yearly. Um, you know, just like the flu shot. Just stick it in there. I get the flu shot every year. I'm not scared of the flu shot. Is anybody scared of that? It's the same thing. Just put it in there. Put it all in one shot. Make it drinkable. Let's put it in gummy bears like like CBD. <laughs> CBD is the biggest scam going. <laughs> Anybody who tells you CBD does something for them has just, has just never tried THC. <laughs> you all know my love affair with THC, but that's why we're in the arts here. Oh, man. Episode 100. We did it. And uh, it feels good. 
I'm going to say I'm going to do 100 more at least. So, uh, you know, this time next year we can we can uh, reassess, but I'm going to I'm going to keep plowing through this here. It's been good. Uh, I'm going to get more people in here. That's clearly what people uh, seem to be more attracted to, but um um you know, just not always possible. It's a logistical thing more than anything else. And honestly, you know, sometimes you just want to see your friends and not and not put that pressure on them to be, you know, some people feel like they have to put on a show or be ready or think about it or, or feel like, you know, they need to give lock and stock answers, you know, like, like, a, like I'm an interview show or something. But um, some, so I, th- I think some people shy away from it, although nobody has ever turned me down from coming in. Uh, people have hesitated certainly, but, but, um, uh, you know, once you realize it's just two friends talking, it's, it's, um, it's a good thing. I love you for listening. This has been the CVH podcast episode 100 from Broadlands, Virginia. And we'll see you next time, uh, uh, back in Chicago. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you on Thursday. Okay. Thanks. Bye.